Man, what the fuck are you looking for? Can a young nigga make money anymore? Blow a couple grand in the NBA store. Rock 24,000 on the NBA floor. Niggas' fiancés running over on tour. Leave anti social with a case of hot jaw. Just cause shorty look good, don't mean that you should go. Putting ice on the bitch like she won the Super Bowl. The NBA show is the allegations of the NBA show. How's it going, everybody? Well, I wanted to initially talk about the, uh, whatchamacallit, the adulting episode. I want to talk about the stocks and stuff, but I'm, I think I'm going to shelve that for another week because it's a little volatile right now, and then, uh, I don't know if I have much to say, so... <laughs> I do, but the topic that I want to cover, my God, I really don't want to talk about sports, but you know what? I will talk about that. But before getting there, I got to say, uh, I was in Alabama over the weekend, so um, how was the Bama? Well, I, I don't have much to say other than the Huntsville was uh, a little eye-opening. It's a little different than what I expected, It's, but I got to say the people and all that are, holy crap, I go, this is fucking South. Like, I, I never felt that until I got to... I actually landed in Huntsville, so I there's no, there are direct flights from Detroit to Huntsville for Delta, which is very surprising. But they either come in super late in the evening, or or they come back from super early in the morning. So what I decided to do was on a Saturday, look, I cannot commit myself to fly down there that late and early. So I just said I'm gonna fly to Atlanta. I take a noon flight from Detroit. Fly into Atlanta, uh, hang out an hour and a half, and fly in from Atlanta to Huntsville uh, at 4.30 or so. So that's about a 45-minute flight from Atlanta. And then, uh, yeah, hold on, hang on a second. Wait, I got a phone call, so I got thrown off there for a second. So I flew to Atlanta, and then I realized I, I've been to Atlanta many times since I was in high school and my last job and whatnot. But I never realized that it has been about five years since I've been in Atlanta. Five or six years? So I didn't know it's been that long, so I kind of go, why? I haven't been to Atlanta in a while, so I kind of want to visit again. And then the thing I remember at the uh, Atlanta airport, other than being a Delta hub, is that there's smoking rest areas within the terminal. And then if I remember right, they sold the cigarettes even as of four or five years ago within the airport, which surprises me. So I was just go, holy fuck, this is like retro times. So I just remember that. I thought it was pretty unique. But from Atlanta to Huntsville, I felt a little awkward because I was like, what the fuck? I mean... It's all southern white people. There's, there's some black people. And I was like, there's no minority people here taking the flight. And then it was at gate because it was a basic economy seat. <laughs> By the time I sat down in the 717, Boeing 717, there's a little old. I was on the last row. And then I was just this one Indian dude and like three white ladies. And I just go like, this is how Rosa Parks felt like. I'm like, God damn it. And then I started just laughing on my own out of nowhere. So people look at me like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? If if there's, like, it's isn't it weird enough that this motherfucker is going to Huntsville by himself? He must be, like, consulting or some PhD student or some shit. And I'm like, all right. And then I said, whatever. And then I, and I landed at the airport. And then I actually really like the airport in Huntsville. It's quite small, cozy. But, like, I saw the Charlotte airport. And I said, God, this is old as fuck. And then I saw, I thought this airport was way cleaner and nicer than Phoenix and Albuquerque for some reason, and Pittsburgh even. So I liked the airport. And then uh, I picked up the rental car, went, and then I immediately went to the Mondesando State Park. Well, I, I at first, before that, I went to the Space Center. 
the space shuttle center and then uh the i landed at 4 20 because it's a central time so you're going back in time and i realized that the museum was closing at five o'clock if you don't know the huntsville is where the uh rocket ships not the rocket ships the shuttle and all that space technology has been also developed in the 60s for the moon landing and whatnot for all the space missions and shuttle missions so that was a little fascinating i was just like oh i didn't expect that it's close to florida and then like it's on the way to houston so i was like okay i guess it makes sense so and I didn't get to see the full museum and everything. They still have the space, the NASA research center there. I'll definitely go check it out when I go next time. But I w- I was resorted to the, re- to the gift shop and uh, outside areas, which was still pretty fucking cool. Um, and then I didn't realize that there are a lot of space geeks, space nerds, kind of like wrestling and comic book geeks. They dress up in the astronaut suit and stuff. And there are a lot of those people too, like people my age. So I thought that was interesting, aside from the usual kids and parents bringing, you know, their kids around for the excursion i guess um so i i picked up a few items i was like ah and then i quickly rushed to the downtown i wanted to see the bicentennial park but it was hella full um there's like prom or wedding all that going on so i couldn't really find a place to park so i just drove around that downtown core of the huntsville which was pretty cozy and nice the historic feeling took lots of churches you know it's the south then I ended up driving up to the mountain towards the Montesendo State Park. I think that's what it's called. Uh, I only had $4. It's a $5 State Park entry, but the guy's like, it's okay, just take it. But by the time I got there, it was like 5.30, 5.45 or so. And then like I saw the trail for like a mile and a half or so. And then I go like, well, three miles back and forth. I could do this. It's not difficult, but I'm like... Sun's already going down. I got about two hours, and I don't think I can pull a mile, three miles in two hours unless I run. And also, there's no cell signal or anything. So I'm like, I have absolutely no idea where I am and then what I'm doing here. And I'm by myself, and I barely have a bottle of water. I mean, I have the attire to hiking a little bit in the running shoes. I didn't really, then I said, you know what, fuck it. I'll just do a light walk around it and just check the tree and then absorb the whatever. So I briefly checked it out, but... The driving up that little Appalachian mountain there ah, to get up to the park was pretty fucking fun. I was like, the loop around. It reminded me of the Estes Park in New Mexico when I lived there. I just go, wow, that was uh, that was pretty good. So uh, I, I wish I had a nicer car. And the weather was super nice, too, because I came a little later in the afternoon, evening. So it wasn't super hot, uh, and then it was pretty nice. Then I came down, and then uh, my friend uh, Max suggested me a barbecue place called the Ted's. So I said, I'll go check it out. And the barbecue was really good. I didn't get the ribs. Uh, I want to try the ribs next time, but I just didn't have the stomach to eat all that. So I just had the basic two-meat plate with a sausage and a brisket. Um, so And with a coleslaw and the potato salad, I think, that I had. And uh, it was really good. It wasn't, it wasn't greasy. It was just hearty good enough. It's not like... Get your ass fat fucking barbecue. So it was really good. I definitely recommend the Ted's. It was pretty good. And then uh, I finally got back to the hotel. And then uh, you see some weird police cars around with the K-9 training units from like Charleston, Asheville, and some other fucking places in South and North Carolina. I was like, what are these? And then they're like K-9 unit cars. I was like, is there like a dog training shit here in Alabama, in the Huntsville? I was like, what the fuck's going on? But anyways um yeah so and then uh, i had to take a 6 a.m flight so i was just uh, hanging out driving around chilling enjoying the nice weather uh and uh, i came back six in the morning and then uh <laughs> that was it i wish i had a full day so that's the only regret i have so i don't have i don't have much to say 
I didn't get to check out the campus or anything. I didn't get to check out the park. I didn't go out to a bar or anything because I had to get up hella early, like four in the morning. Um, so I wish I had more time, but uh, I, I I was genuinely surprised. So uh, I definitely want to go back and I want to take a trip there because I didn't really realize that Nashville is only 100, 114 miles north and Atlanta. Although it was a 45-minute flight, it was about three hours away. So I just go like, this is like an iffy place, which is why. And then the Huntsville Airport, there's not much going on there. It's like, dude, just fly into Nashville or fly into Atlanta. You'll get here in the connection. But apparently the Huntsville Airport has a one of the longest runways other than the Miami Airport. So if anything happens weather-wise in Atlanta or Nashville, uh, the planes do the emergency landing in Huntsville. Kind of like Ontario Airport on the way to San Diego when it gets pretty fucking foggy over there. So some interesting facts and then a uh, very interesting area. I remember Conrad Thompson who does uh, all the wrestling podcasts who's from Huntsville said, you know, Huntsville is not so redneck like people think. It's a little more sophisticated and all that than people think. And I think the one thing I realized was that, you know, you hear about the South Florida and then the coastal areas of Jersey and Carolinas, uh, Louisiana, you know, with the global warming and all that going on. How dare you? Um, as Greta said, you know, if any of those like water level rise and just sinking of the lands happen, I'm like Huntsville, it's North Alabama. So it's it'd go like, I think more people could move inland like over here. And then Huntsville and all is like pretty nice area with like lots of trees and everything. So I don't know. It's like, it's, it was, it was surprisingly nice. I had no expectation what Alabama was like. You just think about the rednecks. The roll tides and Auburn University and all that stuff and the, but then it was like this I heard a Huntsville is actually hippier than the other places. So I just go like maybe that's it. If I go way down south like Mobile or something, Mobile, Alabama, all that stuff would be like, Wow, well, you're gonna like wow, this is fucking south. Um <laughs> But I already felt that way in Huntsville, but then it wasn't so bad, so I go like, Alright, no, I actually like it. I definitely wanna take a visit again and stab at it. And then, uh, yeah, the, the Nashville's pretty close, too. So you can just drive up and then go through the Smoky Mountains and all that. So that was a pretty fun trip. I didn't know I was going to spend 10 minutes talking about a 12-hour, 14-hour trip that I took. Uh, but, yeah, so I wish I had more time. And then uh, next up, trip-wise, I'll be in Boston visiting my sister this weekend. So that is a bit of a longer trip. Um, so the, I just bought the so tickets to the Red Sox game so I, I can check out the Fenway. God, how many baseball games that I saw this year? So um, it's the last week of the MLB season. So I, I'll probably talk about the Boston a little bit along with the stock and stuff next week. So main thing I wanted to talk about, well, for a little bit. So first of all, uh, I cannot believe I'm talking about Antonio Brown the third week in a row. It's like talking about Colin Kaepernick over and over when the show first started. So I must say, wow, what an 11 days of this like fucking journey that happened. Like I said in the very first, episode, first time I talked about this two weeks ago in the episode 129, was it? I said, I don't know how this is going to end, but the execution that he has done to get himself become a free agent was a genius. And I still stand by that statement because that doesn't change. However, like all the allegations that came up were like him, like not paying the artists and all that stuff. And then also just like coming on the girls back, allegedly all that's and, you know, whipping his dick out. I just and then farting into the fucking guy's face and shit. It just like. You know, that there's way too many smokes for the fire. So I'm just like, wow. And then he starts losing shit on the group text message and his crew. Somebody leaked that shit to the media. And then he starts going off on uh, fucking Twitter about, you know, Bob Kraft getting caught with a prostitution ring. 
but then he gets away with it, blah, 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 all these things, guaranteed contracts, you know. He's just going off, and then I, I'll be honest, none of the things that he's saying on Twitter is factually wrong. They're actually factually what happened. Like, he has a meltdown. Yes, that's true. But he sounds like, you know what I go? I was like, dude, is it all the, is it all the fucking, is he high? Or is he, is he, is he banged up in his head so fucking much that like he, this is what happens? Like, what the fuck is going on? And then he sounds like fucking Charlie Sheen when he was talking about tiger blood and shit 10 years ago. So I'm not saying he's bipolar or anything. I'm not saying he's sick in his head or anything, but it just go like, wow, this is fucking sad and weird. I just go, am I defending his actions? No, I'm just observing that this is fucking depressing because you know, it's not like 10 years ago, we don't see these, you know, people having breakdowns in front of you publicly. Like, even 10 years ago, 12 years ago, when Britney, like, shaved her head and started breaking shit, you know, she was clearly, like, on the edge, and, like, her dad had to take over and take the cons- conservatorship and all that, you know, s- stuff. You know, the power of attorney, basically. Lindsay Lohan and all that, too. But, but, uh, whatchamacallit, the... So, anyways, I have to pause there for a second. I'm keep getting text messages. God damn it! So, uh, it's it's sad. I I hope he needs to walk away. Michael Vick is right, but all these fucking mouth breathing morons that are like, you know, it's a fucking embarrassment. It's 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 disgrace. It's unprofessional. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Seriously, like, come on, man. Like, how? look at the overall picture of this thing, and then you just go, man, like. No, I, I don't buy this. I don't, it's just a talking point to get the networks and all these like perking, fucking personalities to look like they're higher than fucking Dow. Michael Vick gave the most revealing comments since he has went through much worse, in my opinion, much worse dis- the discretion since he was legally prosecuted up to this point, going to prison for all the dog fighting, animal abuse, you know, drug problems, bad circle of friends that he has had in Virginia all that stuff so he just said you know it helped him it helped that he got away from the game and the football uh and reevaluate and do all that stuff it's 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 no different so I'm just like maybe this guy's fucking burnt out like it doesn't change the fact that the Steelers I, I just watched the SB Nation video again about the beef between Ben Roethlisberger and AB. And like I said, that doesn't change either. It doesn't make the Steelers any look better either, in my opinion. It's like, oh, they recognize that Antonio Brown was a problem. It doesn't take away the fact that every single wide receiver Ben Roethlisberger has fucking left the team, starting from Heinz Ward in his rookie season. And all Mike Wallace and other guys too. Now you got Juju Chester. Yeah, just give it a few years, and then he's not fucking hurt. So you know that Ben Roethlisberger, they need to move on from this. So that doesn't change. The fact that people completely glaze over this, you know, the organization problems that the Steelers have, the Raiders have, the complete dysfunctionality they have, and then just focus on Antonio Brown. He's the head case, and I'm like, I'm sorry. It doesn't take away the fact that those organizations and their directions and then the attitude of certain players and then the management is still pretty fucked up, you know? So I'm just disappointed that people haven't smartened up to catch up to this and then just like, you know, just pick Antonio Brown. It's like, what a, what a, what a, what a, what a fraud of the year. You know, I'm just like, what? Like, how many of those guys are there anyway? So I think AB compared to all of them have the right to say, what the fuck is this shit? You know, I hope he figures this shit out and then the, let the legal proceedings do its work 
because my god the allegations are way too detailed and there's way too many smoke for fire and then antonio brown has a fucking problem obviously he's like yo i'm gonna put you on my social media you know just uh and then i'll pay you later you know with my brand and my promotion you know we make this together we have make this happen together and then you buy this shit but then like after a couple times it stopped and then this whole behavior started two years ago 2017 all this stuff is like the mural stuff last year the doctor he farted in the face into last year the very first the sexual stuff, the Britney Taylor case 2017 and on. So after he got the contract, second contract extension, the five years, something fucking happened. Maybe his brain got mushed in even more. I don't fucking know. Maybe his ego grew. But it just it's ridiculous. I I, I find if you trace the history of this, I just go the fact that a lot of this started like happened started happening 2017. It seems like so far, to me is very interesting just observing it but so that's just my opinion who knows at least for the sake of the episode unless some other shit comes out over the next week this is the end of the trilogy of the antonio brown series so i'll just say that right now um i'm not gonna talk about it again unless there's something significant or some bullshit that i notice but you know what i just go we've been through these exercises on espn and fox sports before no one has offered a great opinion you know at all i there's there's something wrong with this guy um psychologically at least so give him like have him step away for a bit maybe he's fucking burnt out he how could you perform at that level the last decade and not be fucking sick in your head you know (laughs) it's like yeah he's having a fucking burnout or some shit and then he just starts whacking off everywhere it's like let's make this happen man you can get on my instagram yo well fucking amy ghosted me you know all that shit so anyways that's that all right i the last one i want to talk about because i knew this would be god uh michigan football uh i'm not surprised what happened what happened in wisconsin i had to watch that shit flying over to atlanta and i i I watched the i watched the majority of the game uh through the three quarters at least before i got off I'm not going to repeat the, some of the points that I already mentioned. If you want to hear about me and my opinion about Jim Harbaugh, I said my piece from November 25th last year after the Ohio game, the episode 102 and a half, the offsode that I had, the state of Michigan football. Go listen to that one. Uh, so the majority of the opinion from there does not change. So only thing I want to add is some of the nuance of the points that some people are pointing out. So, for example, I don't think I talked about this in the last, you know, years also that I recorded. Uh, some people believe that Jim Harbaugh hiring was not to necessarily win, have a winning championship level caliber program. It was merely to get on the national discussion and have a relevancy. So I read an article of before the Wisconsin games, like, look, despite all the trouble and stuff, Jim Harbaugh has brought revenue into the Michigan football program, back to confidence, relevance, and then the boosters and sponsors and all that stuff, you know, the Nike contract, the Jordan brand, all that stuff. And I go, okay. And then one of the main boosters, I forgot his name, has said, look, it's not all about championship. It's nice to have a championship, but the fact that he made Michigan football relevant at a national scale is great. And also, you know, he's teaching these young men how to be a father and a real man in the real life. 
Every time I hear this comment from the athletic fucking jock-sniffing asshole, I just go, oh, I'm sorry that I went to an engineering school and I didn't have a $5 million a year salary coach to tell me how to be a better father, how to how not to switch my child, how not to fucking talk shit at women, how not to take my dick out in front of a woman behind me when she's watching a fucking church service on her iPad, or, you know, start... Start getting into fights in a fucking strip club. Or start throwing N-words at a Kenny Chesney concert in the offseason. I'm sorry. Or go murder somebody and say, you know who's behind me? The NFL. <laughs> you know? I'm sorry that I didn't have such a moral guidance of that college football coach to know the ethics and morals of life. So I'll just say that. I'll just, I'll just start there. I can't believe it needed a $5 million a year head coach. To have these young men figure that shit out. Second of all, I, we just want it to be relevant, and let's just go like it again. This is the bubble that Michigan Wolverine fans and then the many people of the Michigan's, the state of Michigan are in. You need to get out of your fucking bubble, man. We we just want it to be relevant, and then all that swagger, you know, talking shit on Twitter, summer camps, going down south and recruiting in Alabama and Arkansas and shit, and then going taking the kids to France, South Africa. You know, apparently these are the examples of showing the world outside of it. Like if the world isn't connected enough already on Instagram and all that shit, I'm like, like okay, you became relevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michigan football has become a point of talking discussion, but. It hasn't translated on the field. And they're spending the double of the amount of money on recruiting trips and recruiting effort that Ohio State does. And Ohio State still has a brand recognition and all that, the NFL talent to prove that this is where you come to become a professional and make a real living. And then Michigan, you know, they got some good NFL you know, picks out, but most of them are on the defense. None of them are really in the offense. Like, where's a Chad Hennies? Where's a Brian Greasy? Where's Mike Hart who got drafted? No, none of the Michigan running backs pan out. Where are where's Devin Funchess? Where's Mario Manningham? In the last 20 years, who has been the best offensive Michigan Wolverine draft pick? Name me one. Tom Brady? That was a fucking fluke. But even when Tom Brady was here in Michigan, he was a nobody. He was always the underdog here. People wanted fucking Drew Hansen and shit. So, who? Who? Braylon Edwards? Yeah, he flamed out hard after the initial promises. He got into a fight with fucking LeBron and shit. In Cleveland. Who else? Mario Manningham as a pure talent? Yeah, but then he kind of flamed out too. So... Defensively, great. You know, all the linebackers, you know, cornerbacks they got. You know, it's they've been great. Lamar Woodley, Larry Foote, uh, Leon Hall. Uh, what's it, Blake Countess. I don't know about Jabril Peppers uh, so far. He needs to pick a position. Rashawn Gary got picked. Uh, who was it? Who was the other guy? Wow, I can't remember all of a sudden. You know, it's like defensive side of the ball. They, they've proven the last 20 years, you know, even b- during the Lloyd Carr days. 
Offensive line since like Steve Hutchinson, maybe, maybe Taylor Lewan until he got caught with a PED. So anyways, the point is, you don't have a proven track record of having a consistent top-level talent going out to the professional. So don't give me this, they're, they're making better fathers, better husbands, better men. Don't give me that shit. Cut the bullshit. And, and then, I'm sorry, I'm going to repeat this point from the last episode. The gap between Michigan and Ohio State is light and day. I'll be honest, Michigan State has done a better job providing, producing better NFL talents. Le'Veon Bell, look at all the quarterbacks the last 20 years. Kirk Cousins, uh, Drew Stanton, Brian Hoyer. At least he's holding a fucking clipboard, learning everybody's fucking plays. Although he cannot fucking play. Uh, Connor Cook for a little bit. Uh, what's his face? Nick Foles before he transferred out. You know? That's just the quarterbacks. Le'Veon Bell. And then like Vernon Golston. Uh, Vernon Golston kind of flopped. Not the Vernon Golston. The other Golston. You know? Like, they got some ridiculous prospects that have been panning out. And I watched the Notre Dame-Georgia game. And then people are like, this was Michigan's chance to, for the earlier game for Michigan-Wisconsin. This is a chance to Michigan to prove it. I said, this is not going to go well. way they play the first two games of the season, you know how the season was going to go. Like, oh, the offense never got in the rhythm, this up-tempo offense. The fact that they didn't get into a fucking up-tempo in the fucking rhythm for eight quarters plus the overtime tells you that this offense is not working. Don't give me this. They didn't get, get in the fucking timing. And then you keep putting the defense up there so they get fucking exhausted and de- deflated. What the fuck did you expect was going to happen? And I go back to the Notre Dame and the Georgia game. I can't believe I'm giving another credit to a third main Michigan rival, the Irish. The Irish the last two years have done a much better... Brian Kelly, he's been there seven years now. He's done a much better job adjusting after the almost got fired three years ago to... Have NF, almost NFL-ready talents. He's been adjusting. They never had quarterbacks. They never had a really good offense other than maybe theoretic or some shit. Deshaun Kaiser one year. Until he flamed out on the fucking Browns. But who fucking thrives on the Browns? Like, way they competed in Sanford Stadium in Athens, Georgia. And then I thought Georgia was going to murder them. And the fact that Notre Dame hung in there and then actually... Went toe-to-toe with the Georgia Bulldogs, who are the SEC, like, supposed next slayers of Alabama, and just hanging in with them, tells me that Notre Dame is in a better shape. They're the national program. They have proven that on the national television. Michigan, on the other hand, fucking flopped hard. Some people say they got exposed. Some people say Harbaugh's a fraud. I say you're a goddamn idiot if you say that. Michigan was not exposed. Michigan was already exposed in the first week and against Army. Army is a great team, but the fact that they struggled that much to get the offense going and not be ready, they were already exposed two weeks in. And they had a bye week. Harbaugh's a fraud. He's not a fraud. He is what he is. Go listen to my episode. Tell me what his prime championship accomplishments are. There's none. He's a great head coach. He's a great energy guy. He's a great guy for the first four years of the season. But after that, his words get thin. His energy gets redundant, it seems like. We're in the fifth year. 
Where are the prospects? Where's the motivation? Yeah, he doesn't look the same. Yeah, he doesn't go start like swagger and all that shit after last year. And this really bad behavior, bad energy, bad sentiment, bad behavior started in the Ohio State game. After they got absolutely destroyed the first half, not being ready at all, coming unprepared, and then going to Florida for that stupid Gator Bowl that nobody gave shit about, and absolutely shut the bed. And then, yeah, a whole bunch of players who are going to the NFL draft sat. But I'm just like, the fact that everybody just gave up and in this like fucking comatose state ever since, and the fact that they came into this season looking the same with no organization, no coaching, no motivation whatsoever, that's fucking alarming. Is Jim Harbaugh going to walk away? Is he having his burnout moment? And then people are like, go hire Urban Meyer. Why would Urban Meyer come here? Charles, the fucking smirk that Urban Meyer had on his face on Fox was fucking outrageous but hilarious at the same time to me. You know he's enjoying this. You know? So I just go like, why would I come coach this shit? You know? So I'm not going to name the next head coaching prospects, but if you really have to pick somebody, you're not going to fire Jim Harbaugh midseason. I want Jim Harbaugh to succeed. But I want people to come to the reality, finally, which I think many people are. This guy's not a winner. This guy has never won a championship. This guy has never gone over the hill and delivered to the promised land anywhere he went. As a player and as a coach, he's a great builder, great motivator. But his, it runs out. The flame goes out. The, clearly, the flame went out right now. Is this going to come back? Is the season over? Not necessarily, but it's a fucking insurmountable task. Never say never, but it's fucking insurmountable. So, I'm mad that there's no energy. There's no identity with this team. Of course there isn't. And then how are you going to get the next prospects and next boosters? That's going to be the problem. And then the fact that some of these boosters like, we just want it to be relevant. It would be nice if we won a championship. Get the fuck out of here, man. You, you call yourself the national brand and then this, that's the amount of like fucking expectation these people have? Give me a fucking break. I'm, I'm like fucking embarrassed where the maize and blue am at this point. You know? With these people who talk a big fucking game but like never deliver. From the booster level to the head coaches. The revenge tour last year, I look forward to it. 1-8 and eight against the top 10 opponents. 0-13 and 13 or whatever as an underdog. I don't want to read off the stat, but he hasn't fucking delivered. Bring the stats when he was on the 49ers. Bring the stats when he was at the fucking Stanford. Bring the stats when he was at USD. He is what he is. And the fact that people are slowly coming to the grasp with this, I mean, I'm glad, but I can't believe it took you all four fucking miserable seasons. Well, we'll take the 10-3 and three season. Fuck you. What am I going to do with those 10 wins when three losses are the most glaring ones in my eyes? The three losses speak, have greatly overshadowed the actual problem this program has had over the last 20 years. If they, if they go the other way after this season, which I'm not sure... I don't think Michigan will fire Jim Harbaugh. I think Harbaugh will walk away. But once he makes that move, he's not coming back. He's not coming back. This is all that wins. It's a fucking mirage. I said these are mirages. The Michigan football program 
is a fucking mirage the last 20 years, you know, within the 21st century. It's bullshit. Ohio State is way up there the last two decades. No question about it. If, if, if either Michigan people fail to see that, in some ways, Notre Dame and fucking Michigan State has made better progress to come up in, in the 21st century football. I can't believe I'm saying this, especially the Irish part. Michigan State, you got to give where the credit is due. Ohio State, you get, it's fucking obvious. Look at the picks. Look at the Bosa's that are going out there. Look at the Ezekiel Elliott's. Look at the fucking Dwayne Haskins. They've got some quarterback that can finally fucking play. So, get real, Michigan fans. And do not make a reactionary thing. Look at the overall program over the last 19 years. Look at this horrible era the last five years. Look at the Hulk era for the four years. Look at the Rich Rodriguez era. That was a creative move, but no one ever gave a fucking chance. If I were Michigan, I would look outside. There's no Michigan men left. You want to get, you, you get fucking what? Les Miles? The grass-eating, possibly autistic person? I don't fucking know. I like Justin Wilcox out of Berkeley. I like guy like Mel Turner out of Colorado. You know? Those are the hires if you're going to go and get from the outside with the discipline, the energy, the right college idea. I would go for those guys if they're going to consider anyone outside. Don't give me this fucking sh- another Sean McVay ripoff or something. You know? So, you know. Michigan's running out of options, and then it was a uh, it was a great hype train, but get real. I'm glad that more and more Michigan Wolverine football fans are opening their eyes a little bit. But at the same time, don't go to the extreme the other way and say fire Harbaugh, fire Dan Brown, and all that shit. Just Don Brown, rather. Just look at yourselves in the mirror. Look at the team objectively. What has this team? What has this brand? What has it p- produced? Get real. All the wins are mirages. None of them 10-3. and three, Great on the record, but it's a fucking fluff. Sugar Bowl 2011, that's a fucking fluff. Give me a fucking break. So anyways, I'm going to leave it there. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry that I didn't get to talk about the stock. Maybe I'll do that. I had a lot to say about the stock also. So, um, you know, I, uh, I'll talk about that next week after the Boston. Or maybe I'll have an offsode um, and then release it. I haven't done that in a while. I got a lot to say. So thanks for listening. Uh, please subscribe in the Apple Podcast, Google Play Music, Stitcher, whatever thing you use, whatever podcaster you use. You can find me a show with a thumbs up. You know the thing. You know the drill. The email is a-show-at-outlook.com. Email is a-show-at-outlook.com. Thanks for listening. And then uh, we'll check back next week in October. Bye-bye.